Welcome to the Librarian Influencers Podcast. Each week, our host, Dr. Laura Shinneman, dives deep into school library topics to help you build your skills and take charge of your own professional development. Her mission is to create an environment where librarians flourish and become lifelong learners. Now, on to today's podcast. I'd like to welcome Nina Canales to the Librarian Influencers Podcast. So Nina, go ahead and tell us a little bit about your background working with school libraries. Hello, thank you for having me. Um, I have been a teacher for 14 years and um, I've been in elementary school. So I started my uh, teaching back in 2004 and I started in Houston. And that's where I went to college. I went to the University of Houston. Mm -hmm. And then um, after that, I went down to the back home to the Rio Grande Valley, where uh, I was in Edinburgh I, uh, CISD. Mm -hmm. And that's when I decided to become a librarian. But then, uh, you know, life happened and I ended up in Dallas. So now I'm in <laughs> Dallas <laughs> and I am a librarian here um, at a high school in okay. Dallas ISD. So your teaching background was elementary and your library is, is now high school? Yes. Oh, I did. I did one year in um, a Dallas ISD library and uh, for elementary school. But, uh, you know, things happened where um, that position was no longer going to be available. So I decided to try high school. Yeah. So what was that? I, I can remember my my whole background was elementary and I remember seeing like a high school level and wondering, can I do it? You know? So what, what was that like for you? Was that a it, transition or? It, it, for me, yes, because my love for reading is actually young adult. Like I still, I read young adult novels all the time. So as far as book wise, that's great, mm -hmm. but it is a whole different world in mm -hmm. high school compared to elementary. Cause in elementary, you know, I was teaching a class every, uh, period because we're part of the rotation mm -hmm. schedule and here it's more of a flex schedule so that's been the biggest difference I okay. think so far yeah very good and are you fortunate enough to have any partner librarians or are you working solo I am working solo Ooh. uh yeah it's really tough but I have my I call them my library um ambassadors okay nice. so I have students who come in often to help me out nice that's very good help any help you can get is a good help so yes yeah very true all right so think back to the beginning Nina um, and, and maybe you want to think back at your first time in Edinburgh or maybe you want to talk about your first times you know at this new setting in, in the Dallas area but what was it like share a story or two with us about um, those early years in the library so, um, right, I graduated from UNT and straight out of uh, getting my librarianship, I, I went, I graduated in December, and I started sending out my application right away. So I was hired mid-year, end year of March 2019 at an elementary school, okay. and I went straight in. in so it was in March, the crazy <laughs> season. Yes. Yeah, it was, uh, and I stepped to a library that had not had a librarian in four and a half years. Mm. So the library was um, gorgeous because it was also a brand new campus. So it was a gorgeous campus, but no librarian. And um, the principal was nice enough to give me two weeks to settle, to settle in with no classes, just come in and look around and get myself together. And it was the hardest two weeks I've ever had because 
I found out that teachers were still going in and letting kids use the library to go read. So every single book in the library was just, they were everywhere. (laughs) The fiction was in the nonfiction fiction. It was just, it was everywhere. So um, it was really fun cleaning out the workroom and I literally had to pull out every book from every shelf yeah. and literally reorganize the entire library in two weeks to get um, ready for classes by yourself yeah. I'm sure yeah yeah but it was fun because it, I, I became I, it made me learn my library and I got to make it my own <laughs> that's true yeah you didn't have a choice <laughs> so. right exactly All right. Okay. So when you're thinking back to that time, if there's any advice, what's some advice that you wish that your younger professional self knew? Um, To pace myself. I was overwhelming myself for no reason. Now that I look back on it, Mm -hmm. Um, I was staying until seven o'clock, eight o'clock at night. Oh my God. Because I just felt like I had to finish. And so looking back, you know, the students and, and teachers appreciated the fact that I was even there. Mm-hmm. And that's what was important, just to focus on the students, not really driving yourself crazy, making everything look and be perfect in the library, because that evolves on its own. Yeah, definitely. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. So um, that was then. Let's talk a little bit about now, um, where we are with the pandemic. And I know in, in the state of Texas, you know, things are are really starting to shift a little bit right now. But what, tell us about your working environment right now with the pandemic. Right now, um, our campus is currently doing asynchronous learning. So we are face-to-face. All of our seniors are back on campus um, because they wanted the seniors to go ahead and spend their last um, year on campus. And we're doing um, half virtual, half face-to-face. So uh, we do have a pretty good amount of students on campus right now. Wow. Yeah. I like that idea about the seniors because there there's so many memories, you know, that, that you yes make that final year. So well. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what kind of things are you have you been able to work on since you're kind of working in this mixed world? Yeah, uh, so it's been um I stepped into this library from a, a retiree librarian. So it's just been uh weeding and working on getting the collection back, you know, up to date. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause it was, it was, you know, on the, a little bit on the older side, but the exciting thing was that, um, we had ordered all brand new library furniture. Oh. So the whole library got a makeover the first month that I got here. Fun. So it's been, um, really fun, uh, getting to do that. And I've also been able to work with our, um, we have an IB school here. Okay. I don't know if anyone's uh, familiar with that, mm-hmm. but you know, it's the um, inter-baccalaureate school. So it's uh, something that I'm working personally close with because I'm the IB extended essay coordinator. Okay. Yes. I know it's a lot to, to sink in, but. Yeah. I've yeah. heard about IB schools before, but I've never personally, you know, worked with any of them or for any of them. How does that impact like the kinds of purchases and things that you make in the library? It, the, you know, this is my first year doing it. So um, it, the school needs a librarian because these students are doing college level work already. Oh, wow. They are researching scholarly databases 
already. Okay. So it is something that I'm working with them with. They have to write a 4,000 word um, essay okay. by the end of their senior year. So we have to make sure that we have the um, our all the ebooks need to be there for them. Mm -hmm. So we we do a lot of ebook purchasing for them. Okay. Yeah, that's one of the big things. And we have to make sure that we have databases available for them that are higher level than high school. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Interesting. And that's so important for new librarians to realize that when you're developing your collection, you really have to know the audience. You have to know, you know, your students and the needs and and you know, you're not building a public library, you know, you're building a library you know, to address the needs at the school, you know, where you're working. So that's great. Yes, that is very true. And these kids are so dedicated. So you supporting them is our top priority. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. All right. So Nina, I, I use the word librarian influencers because librarians have such an influence on their campus, you know, working with their parents, their students, their faculty, um, the community, everybody. But what, what is what do you see about librarians and the influence that they have? Um, this year has been insane, but <laughs> it has been absolutely rewarding because community parents, teachers, admins have all realized the power of having a school librarian because we've really stepped up this year mm -hmm. with showing them how we can curate their online resources, how we're supporting each other, supporting teachers, sharing out all of the ideas that we have had all this time. And I've had teachers literally come up to me and say, I didn't know we had that. I didn't know we could do that because they never really had the time to really get to know, to know us that well, because they're so engrossed in their curriculum, which is fine. You know, that's always going to happen, mm -hmm. but this has been such a, a great year for them to just realize, wow, our libraries and our librarians have all the answers that we need. We need to get, reach out to them more. Yeah. 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 I almost see us like a liaison, you know, for all of our resources. <laughs> yes. And, and I, you know, at the start of the pandemic, I felt like it was like the Avengers thing, like librarians assemble and we all got together <laughs> and we just, it was fantastic. I, I, even though horrible things were happening all around us, knowing I had all these librarians, this chain of librarians that we were just all together we got through it perfectly. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Kudos yeah. to all of y'all for doing that. Mm -hmm. All right. So I know that um, you're, you're fairly new, you know, where you are and you're, you want to work on this, you know, environment that's, that's safe and welcoming for everyone. So let's talk a little bit about that. Talk, talk about how you've done that, you know, for your seniors that are back and for the hybrid people, how to describe your, your library. The main thing is, making it feel homey and welcoming because um, I got verbal feedback from teachers and students saying that it wasn't like that before, that they felt like they couldn't even come in mm -hmm. and feel like it was a space for them. Yeah. So um, right away, I thought I was gonna have to leave all my elementary school things behind. And then I quickly realized that the kids loved it. For example, okay. I brought in my pillows and I brought in all my plushies. I brought in my lamps and plants and all those things that we try to perk up the little ones with, but the okay. teens here absolutely loved it. Uh -huh. And they 
they embraced it. I didn't tell them, here, these pillows are for you. These plushies, I want you to use them. They went to the shelves and would grab them and take them to go sit down, which is to like hold oh. while they're reading something or while they're on the computers researching. Oh. They're in testing. Some of them went and grabbed them. And the teachers were going to tell them, no, 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 don't touch. And I said, no, let them. If they're, if it stresses out their test anxiety, let them hug a, oh, you know, cute. hug something, you know, so and I've had kids tell me that they felt like the library now is, and they've told me this exactly, that it's a safe space. Mm, okay. And I have those maker spaces out there too for them as well. Okay. Very, very nice. That's good. And I, honestly, I, when I'm thinking back to like when my own kids were teenagers, I wouldn't have necessarily thought, you know, about plushies and things, but, but yeah, because I can think of them when they visited somewhere that, you mm -hmm. know, they would have gone to things that reminded them of childhood or, you know, things that were just comforting, you know, to them. So very yeah, good. that's good. All right. So with our new librarians that are listening, what could be some first steps that they would take if they really want to start focusing on their environment? I would say the best thing to do is to get to know your students and their needs first. Okay because every school is different. Mm -hmm. You know, this school um, is complete opposite of where I came from before. And um, I just realized that I had to change everything for them, but it worked out. It really did. And I would also say to start very small. Hmm. Don't get yourself, I know uh, like many librarians, we want everything to happen all at once and that's just not gonna happen. So start small with one little goal, maybe one little makerspace that you wanted to try yeah. or one new project and just don't overwhelm yourself from the very beginning. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and use that vocabulary with the students and the teachers too, saying this is a warm place, you're welcomed here, it's comfortable, it's safe. And you start seeing them embracing that and using those terms too with associating that with the library. Oh, that's a good point. Mm -hmm. Good point, okay. Very good. Is there anything else you wanted to add? Um, I really want the library to be more than just books, even though the books are, you know, the best part of it. <laughs> I, I want it to be a place where students can come in and have it to be like a safe haven for them because I relate very well with students who have really high anxieties or have some sort of fears or things because high school is a scary place sometimes for some kids yeah you know and they have nowhere else to go sometimes and I love that they feel like they could come to the library and make it feel like okay this is where I could come and just take a breather and then head back out there into my classroom and yeah, that's just something I really love. That's awesome. Well, Nina, it's been so much fun um, talking with you today and, and just hearing uh, the, the, the things that are you know in your mind and in your heart. So what, where do you go to for yourself like when you're wanting to seek out more information professionally, what do you do? I, our Dallas ISD library services is amazing. They really help us out with uh, providing our little PDs and we have PLCs all the time where, and if people aren't familiar with that, it's just our planning together. And we have meetings with each other and we 
literally just like sit down and brainstorm and talk to each other and share out those ideas. And we're all connected on Google Currents. So okay. we're constantly just throwing out ideas to each other and sharing. Okay. And that's just my support is other librarians and it always will be that way. <laughs> and, it, and I use Google a lot, but I haven't used what you just mentioned. Describe Google Current. Google Currents is what replaced Google, um, what was it called? Google Plus, I think it okay. was before, or Google the Circles, okay. whatever that one was before. So uh, think of it as just a place to drop and chat. It's almost like a little mini blog to put okay. all your things in there. Mm. All right, very nice. Okay. All right, so Nina, it's been great. And I'm sure some of our listeners are gonna to want to connect with you and follow you. So can you tell us where are they? Where can they find you on social media? Um, yes, I have my library socials on Twitter and that would be at Hillcrest Lib. I also have Facebook with Hillcrest Library, okay. Instagram at Hillcrest High Lib. I also have a TikTok. I love TikTok. It's a great resource. So I'm on Hillcrest Lib on there as well. All right. Very good. Okay. And for the listeners, we do share these in the show notes. So you can go to www.laracinnamon.com and look for Nina's interview. And you'll be able to have direct links um, to all of her, her social media accounts. So Nina, thanks again for your time. It's been great talking to you. And I wish you all the best as you're finishing off this year. Thank you so much for having me. Right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.